When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that puts the gay in fornication. <laughs> fornication. <laughs> oh, no. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, hey, Kyle. Today, oh, hey, Mike. I'm real nervous. I'm not. Okay, great. That's <laughs> just usually the opposite, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about sex and kink at Pride. Sex and kink at Pride. As but again, like we can always just blame the Patreon people. They voted for it. That's true. That's true. So we had uh, once a month we have a poll on Patreon, and we let our Gap Bridgers vote on what the topic is going to be. And uh, uh, I we mean, had a t- we had a tie yeah, this time. Yeah, we flipped a coin, and so I still won by losing. That's the most important takeaway from all of this, Kyle. Is that my topic, <laughs> although tied for winning, still lost, and but I'm happy. No, it didn't. We're gonna do. We're actually going to do. Okay, shh, shh, no, no, I'm not saying what we're gonna okay, do. Yes, oh, fine, okay, okay. We're, we're not gonna. It, you can't can't game the system and make it tie. In the future, we'll just if it ties, we pick. But we decided during Pride Month this month, and because we thought Dykes on Bikes is such a great topic that Mike submitted, Chris mm-hmm. Cagatory, and you got that wrong. Um, you got all three of them wrong. All very wrong. Um, uh, we are going to have a shrinkage with a dyke. Uh, presumably she will be off her bike when she speaks to us. I don't know, though. Yeah, um, yeah. For the Dykes on Bike shrinkage, can we call her Dyke on Bike? I hello, like that. <laughs> hello. Oh, it's like Sarah Talk, that I call her Sarah Talk. This is like, hello, Dyke Bike. Miss Talk if you're nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we're going to do shrinkage. This one, we've, so, yeah, this one, the full episode is going to be the this thing that we already said. Yep. Uh, but first. But first, here come the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Uh, where do I want to start? So this actually sort of dovetails nicely with today's topic, which is okay. why I selected it. Um, and that's just... Uh, Shouldn't you read it third then? So it... What? Because if it dovetails, you're starting first, and then we're going to undovetail, and then we'll read, have to redove. Do what you... I don't... I'm indifferent. Do what you want. You are confusing to me. Okay. Um, okay. If you if this leads well into the topic, we're not going to talk about the topic after we talk about this. We're going to talk about two other news stories. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. I get it. No. Okay. Here it is. News the first. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so, and um, this leads to a larger conversation, which of course we'll have. Mm-hmm. So why am I saying that? It just is going to naturally happen. I won't have to try. Um, model railway brand Hornby. So this is a company that makes model trains okay. to sell to hobbyists and kids and whatnot uh, in the UK, uh, released a pride van, so a railway car that says love is love, hashtag pride month on it. and uh, Like an image of a... Y- yeah, it, I mean, one of their little toy Wheels. cars, model cars, has has a big rainbow on it. It says pride and love is love and... and um, but wait, did they make a real life one of it, or it was like they mocked up a cute image of it? No, they they uh, they are selling them, oh. and this is part of the controversy. The controversy is that none of the proceeds are going to gay people or pride or <laughs> anything, and they're getting totally called out for it on social media. Mm. You can't just put a rainbow on shit and sell it in June and think that you're doing a good thing, companies yeah. and yeah. corporations. Now. 
in this particular instance, uh, after some severe harassment on Twitter, uh, they released a statement on Thursday evening, the 3rd of June, uh, saying, uh, uh, apologized and said, uh, quote, following the launch of the Hornby LGBTQ plus pride wagon on Tuesday, we would like to say sorry. We've got this wrong and deeply apologize. Waving the flag is not enough. We must promote the LGBTQ plus community by donating the proceeds to the cause. Um, so we now turn to you and ask where best within the community the proceeds should be donated. Again, we apologize to everyone who was offended. This was, of course, never our intention. And for that, we are sorry. So, okay, first of all, it seems weird to ask everybody. I kind of wonder if that's a delaying tactic. Like, we told you'll give this money to whatever cause, but... Y'all couldn't make up your minds. I guess it's ours now. Oh, I mean, maybe I, I read it as like trying to be helpful by by saying like, you know, the community wanted it to be this thing. But then also the net effect is then they don't have to do the research to find the right thing. You yeah. know, so yeah. it's it's one. Of, I mean, I'd, I'd rather them like ask than not. No, I wouldn't. I, I would rather them ask because we helped influence them to donate to charity, but I would also rather them do research on the, the available charities and pick one that, that they know fits both LGBT and their goals. And, you know, yeah, there were some people who were like Hornby fans who, uh, were, were <laughs> the horn beers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Came out in full force. Uh, they were trying to defend them by saying that, 2020 is the first year in nearly a decade that they've turned any profit, that mm. this is not a rich company, mm. um, which I think is still a shitty excuse mm. to try to use pride to just make money. But also that didn't stop them from donating 40,000 pounds to the national health service in April of 2020 after it released a, a limited edition captain Tom Moore and NHS class 66 model They've they've raised money on special trains and given the money away before. Yeah. So yeah. the this company is too small to do that argument is 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 horseshit. I appreciate that you were going down a route where I stopped understanding most of what you were saying. <laughs> you didn't even have to. I didn't have to do anything. You just stopped and this is this is this is one of the benefits of recording in li live and in person again. You know, <laughs> like. I, I can I can see the subtle things on your face like the fuck like uh, <laughs> yeah, correct yeah correct okay uh, anyway yeah I, I, the the larger conversation here is is one of the topics that did not get selected <laughs> sorry I, Dan won for so long I'm just giddy that's true <laughs> we double teamed against Dan and and made him lose. But rainbow washing really is a thing, and yeah. companies just like to slap rainbows on shit and get some of that sweet, sweet queer money, yeah. and uh, it's pretty despicable. I, I do, like, a small business, like, I understand, like, the thought process of, like, if you're a super small business and you're promoting it and you also have all the right things behind the scenes that actively support and promote the LGBT community, I, I don't know. I think I'm fine with them selling shit that's rainbow and you know just making money off of it i saw like a, a cookie place that like they posted a rainbow thing on their social media and then got this big backlash where people like you know trolled them on the internet and someone canceled their order for like four dozen cookies when mm -hmm. they had already finished it like for the next day mm -hmm. uh and and then the queer people being amazing like came out in full force and like bought all the cookies so mm -hmm. like 
that if like you're an independent one store that like kind of got caught up and you were trying to sell rainbow cookies like i don't know i think i'm fine with that speaking of which hey dan Ooh. yeah <laughs> can i can i pitch your bag your bakery oh sure why not because you made goatsy cookies and those are for pride right <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah yeah Fucking Dan uh, has a bakery. It's called Uncommon Bakery. It's at Uncommon Bakery on on Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Your cakes are so good. They're oh. they're very impressive and so good. Yeah. So follow that. Yeah, uh, but those goatsy cookies are 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 just. I really enjoy them a whole bunch. Dan, yeah. don't listen. What's goatsy? We're gonna Google that later, Kyle. Imagine <laughs> if the gayish logo was a butt. <laughs> I do that all the time anyway. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Why is it called Goatsy? That's Just, the dude's name. Yeah, it's like a really, really old internet meme that goes way, way, way back. Yeah. And I turned it into Linzer cookies filled with raspberry jam. Yep. 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 Anyway, check out fucking Dan's bakery. <laughs> um, and um. Oh, that's another. If if it is a gay or queer owned business, like make that money, sell your rainbow shit, and you make money like that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm totes down with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, news the second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, that oh. motherfucker's back. Uh, so I didn't, I don't remember if we talked about it or not, but he, uh, announced that he is ex-gay, uh, you know, back in April of last year. I don't think I knew that. Oh no, this year in March, mm. he, he, uh, he declared that he was sodomy free, which I think is a hilarious way to put that. Wow. And op- announced plans to open a conversion therapy clinic in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, this is adding up. <laughs> I didn't know this, but all this is adding up to me. He did this crazy publicity stunt where he took his four carat diamond wedding ring and called it a sodomy stone and threw it into the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> hey, businesses, create a sodomy stone and that will sell out like nobody's business. I love that. Um, and uh, yeah. So well, that's my birthstone. The sodomy <laughs> stone. The sodomy stone. <laughs> March is amethyst and April is sodomy. <laughs> Great. Um, so, 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 let's see. So he was on True News, which is a Christian outlet. And... Uh, I, I I think it's super interesting. First of all, he was being uh, interviewed by Rick Wiles, and no, he wasn't on the show. I don't know why this is. This is just funny. Rick Wiles is usually on True News, and apparently um, was one of the people that said that the coronavirus pandemic was God's judgment, and then uh, he just got diagnosed with COVID nineteen, <laughs> hosted by your own petard and all of that. But uh, um, anyway, I'm burying the lead. Milo Yiannopoulos says that ever since he renounced his homosexuality, that dogs have stopped barking at him, and that's God's sign that he's on the right track. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't have dogs barking at me. So if I come out as straight, will they start? What's the I, yeah. how's how's the dog to gay ratio or something work? Uh, when he says, "quote When I made my announcement about being ex-gay, the first thing that happened, which will make you laugh, but it's true." His dog stopped barking at me. This is going to sound so stupid, but this is just how I think that God reveals himself to us, right? This is just my experience of it. He said dogs didn't like me at all, but dogs don't bark at me anymore. Humans don't like you too much. <laughs> now they seem to quite like me, and it sounds like the stupidest thing in the world. Correct. Correct. Yes. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, that if guy... If queer people see him out in the street, let's bark at him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Just start barking at him? That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Flip the script. <laughs> um, just the... I'm sure religious people are eating that shit up, that yeah. it's just God's will yeah. and touched by an angel in the anus and all of that. Like, I just... I, it's so bizarre to me. It's like when every Republican candidate is like, God chose me to run. It's like one of those things that, yeah. like, you can't argue with... Well, I can't because it's stupid. But, like, you know... A, Everyone has to say that because if one says it, the other doesn't, then God didn't pick them. And like, okay, who did God pick? Yeah. <laughs> let's just yeah. let's settle this. Or like, like Trump, right? And all of his infidelity and all the ridiculous horseshit that came out of his mouth. And everybody's like, I see past that because Jesus put him in the in power and yeah. that's, it's God's will. But of course, it's not God's will that Joe Biden is in the White no, House no, now. No. Like, that, like uh, and how do you how do you know the difference? God you was fuckers. asleep that day. Yeah. He, missed, he overslept. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Anyway, Milan Yiannopoulos is a, is a shitbag, and I'm sort of sad that I even talked about him. But, um, <laughs> We're all worse off now. <laughs> yeah. uh, news the last. Great. Some happy, happy news. Oh. Happy Pride, everybody. Texas. Yes, Texas. Oh. Just elected its first ever openly gay black office holder. Shut the fuck up. Uh, Jalen McKee Rodriguez became on Saturday, yesterday, the first openly gay black man to hold elected office in the state of Texas. Uh, he was elected to the San Antonio City Council and won by a lot. With all the votes counted, he uh, he won 63 to 37 uh, against the incumbent Jada Andrews Sullivan. Um, interesting, like, side thing to this story he actually worked for the incumbent oh. as a communications assistant and quit in 2019 after allegedly suffering anti-gay harassment and discrimination so he said fuck this i quit and i'm gonna run for your job and then he did it and he won i fucking love that <laughs> that is beautiful that oh. yeah um he's only 25 which is really Damn. interesting. And lots of people said, quote, he said, quote, many people have said that District 2, that's his council district, uh, isn't ready to accept candidates like me. Is District 2 ready to accept young gay candidates? Are young gay black men ready to be chosen for any position wherever they are? And what have we proved? And what the community... And what we have proved and what the community has proved is everyone is worthy of representation. If you have the right motives, the right passion, and a good listener, people will trust it. Um, yeah, anyway, some, some, some good news. He's shattering the lavender ceiling. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks. Congrats, that guy who na whose name I forget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you, speaking of people whose names I'm going to quickly forget, uh, this is, <laughs> I want to thank our newest Patreon members. So thank you to, uh, Stephen Jones, skew, skews, uh, Daniel Godfrey, John C., that's the letter. Just John C. Riley? Yes. Okay. Correct. <laughs> and Robert Shafron. 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 Um, that, don't. Don't. I have Bobby with your face and eyes. Um, if you want to get bonus content, this one I think is going to be particularly interesting to get the bonus content because I think Dan's going to yell at you, but we'll get into that later. Um, uh, or any of our episodes or past stuff, uh, you can join. Yep. And it's great. Uh, Patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Yeah, do it. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Do you want to talk about... Yeah, what are we talking sex, about? baby? What are, we, what are we talking about, Kyle? Um, well, okay. This... Uh, we'll see. I mean, sex and kink at Pride. And this... Uh, I just saw a flurry of posts 
about this and I mean I guess y'all liked it enough or you you like sex as much as you like dykes because they tied but like yeah. uh, you know this is a, an on, as we will talk about an ongoing conversation that our community has and I would be interesting for us to talk about it yep okay I uh, did you see this wave of like social media and shit this year about about this topic I feel like it comes up fairly regularly I don't think this year is special in that regard but it does seem particularly pronounced this year uh, more than others yeah but this this idea this this tension between those that want to see alternate sexuality on display at pride celebrations and those that that uh, that think it should be family friendly um, there's that tension exists yeah. and, and and has every year I think but. yeah 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 absolutely I um this first came like uh, the first thing that I saw that like sparked this on social media is a tweet that was actually from last year uh, from, I think it's since deleted uh, at chromatica that said pride is not a gay lady Gaga's album tweeted lady. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, pride is not a gay zoo. I do not have to be on my best behavior for the straights, your children or siblings. I will wear a jockstrap. I will get fucked against a recycling dumpster. If that's too much for you, don't bring your children, siblings, and straights. This is my space. That has, like... That's a strong opening statement. That is a strong... <laughs> I, I Yeah. I, I do think, very often, either the, uh, the, the, the point or the arguments are misrepresented. I think that's very a uh, straw man approach. And there's, like... There's... Yeah. There... Um, that and that is a very extreme example of someone, you know, fighting for sex or, you know. I mean, is it? I think so. It feels to me like that's like legit the core of of a lot of people's argument on on one side. Yeah, I uh, argument again, but I don't uh, I don't see a ton of people, a ton of kink or like queer people like that i see most people talking about not like active penetration at pride it's more about what can you wear what's you know what's exposed or not exposed what are you doing what do the floats look like you know yeah. that kind of shit so like getting railed against a dumpster yes to me is a very extreme example of someone wanting that to be what's okay at pride yeah okay so this is this is maybe super super meta or whatever but 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 to me when i start picking apart this argument this conversation that's being had we even have are having a hard time like like naming this episode right but but we're talking about sex and kink and where are the boundaries there mm -hmm. between those things and what's encapsulated yeah. therein then there's also pride and what does that mean mm -hmm. and what's encapsulated in it and it, it's it's really complicated how these things intersect but if you look at i think there I, there could be more but i think that there are primarily two two sides that can be distilled down to pride is a public facing representation of queerness that straight people are going to see and have feelings and thoughts about and that's going to move the needle for our community and our standing with society and therefore our rights mm -hmm. in a positive or negative way depending on how we conduct ourselves mm -hmm. therein and then there's the other side of 
it's a celebration of queerness and and this is who we are and fuck straight people and their feelings and thoughts about about who we are this is our this is our day blow it out your ass yeah yeah go ahead no i want to blow it out my ass after (laughs) after it's shoved in there but um um and something that i saw uh in a vox article is because like you said this comes up every year this vox article by alex abad santos uh he said but what's different it oh i didn't know his gender their their gender uh but what's different in this 2021 iteration is the usage of accessibility and its connection to the idea of consent Mm -hmm. so i i do think that's a new thing i think it's interesting because some of the language especially on the left that that we have then starts to be used more and more and and something the word consent like that's like okay i need to think about this like that is an important like if you're saying you're not consenting to something like okay we need to stop and think about it so those are big words that that are worth exploring sure also that is not default to you are correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I was curious to like when I I think often like we get into like this discussion without if I were running a a business meeting mm-hmm. I would say the first step of this is what is the goal of pride like let's start with the things we either agree on or like talk about like not not this one specific argument but like what why do we have pride what's the intent what are we what are we all doing there yeah and I'm curious just who's the intended audience who's the intended participant yeah who like there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things to consider there yeah yeah what 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 do you what would you say are the goals of pride or what do you or even what do you want pride to be oh man oh kyle oh mike hey kyle hey mike why is this so hard I'm legit. I'm legit nervous. I'm legit afraid of this. Like okay. in a in a like this is a third rail um, at the subway that I don't want to pee on, um, <laughs> and 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 then I'll get electrocuted and then I'll die. Um, That's the kink I want to see. A project. Yeah. Sure. 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 <laughs> sure. 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 I. I. Um, hmm. Okay. Fucking Dan in the Patreon segment is going to go over this. I think more in depth than I will hear. And this is a conversation that we've been having for at least seventy years. Like I'm not going to do my book report on a deviance war right now. But Eric Servini, Eric Servini, please call me, wrote this book, A Deviance War, and it's largely about Frank Kameny, who is this titan of the origins of the gay rights movement who got fired from his job because he got caught fucking in a bathroom in San Francisco and is the first person to file suit in federal court saying that he should not have been fired merely because of his sexuality. And he did so much organizing and, and his whole thing at that time was we need to look and act as straight as possible so that we are accepted by straight society and culture. Mm -hmm. And he had these rather draconian rules about people who participated in the protests and demonstrations that he organized that they needed to, you know, men needed to wear a suit and suit jacket and a tie. Women needed to be in dresses. The signs needed to be of uniform size and color and the font had to be the same. And like, well, the font, that's just him being gay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, ladies, same font, everybody for, for sure. And I guess, it's been going on. It's been going on forever. Yeah. Like and, as long as the gay rights movement has been a thing, this conversation has been a thing. And the the the, the unavoidable 
the unavoidable part of this, and I don't know what it means, is that we need straight people. Like, we are a minority. And if we discussed straight people who hold all of the power, we risk backlash, uh, severe consequences to to our existence, right? And we're, we're sort of... Obergefell was 2015, and we're still suffering, you know, the backlash consequences of that. And um, the very public nature of some of the things that we do, I think we have to be prepared for how straight people who have the power are going to react to it. Uh, I completely agree. Like, the... the it- in this area, and I wrote down a different example, and I think I brought this up before. Randy Wicker, um, who was one a member of the Mattachine Society and uh, a very important gay rights activist, did an uh, interview uh, with Marsha P. Johnson on um, making gay history, which I highly recommend. I think it's the very first episode. If if it's the Randy that I think it is, he and Frank Kameny did not see eye to eye on this subject, and, and oh. that there was a pain in the ass. Um, he, I don't, I don't know about that. I do oh. know that he said at the time I did not like uh, Stonewall. I did not like that we were huh. rioting oh, yeah, and rebelling. Yeah. I thought he didn't like how flamboyant people were acting. He had the same view of like we need to, we need to fit in. We need to show straight people we are just like them. Yeah. And I just so disagree with that. Like okay. I, I, I understand like we need to be rational about like we do things and things have consequences. So I get that. Like, Oh, we need to be ready for it, but I don't care what straight people think about what we do at pride. I have no, uh, I, I want to like, for me, this conversation is between the LGBTQ community and whatever we decide, then straight people will, will, will be like, yo, <laughs> here's what's happening. Yeah. Get, you know, do what you want, but like, this is it. So like, I think that this, I don't, yeah, I don't care what straight people think. I don't care what corporations think. I don't care what... Yeah, I guess that's... Those are the people I don't really care about. Okay. I mean, in general or just on this on this day or month <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> in general, I care what straight people think. I, <laughs> I, um, but on the topic of what should be at Pride and what should Pride be, I don't care what straight people's opinion is. Okay. Uh, oh, shit. I should say... I should not say straight people because trans, trans people can be straight. Like, I don't care what non-LGBTQ people think. Okay. All right. Interesting. You disagree. I think that that is part of the equation that we can't ignore. Sure. Um, and that there are lots of people who think we can just by saying it. Mm. And I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, people that say we should be respectful, we should fit in, we should assimilate to straight culture are the people that were against the Stonewall riot at the time. It's like, that is the same side where it's, it's different things. Like Randy Worker was like, we shouldn't violence and flamboyancy shouldn't be celebrated. And mm-hmm. now we're having a different discussion, but like, these are all the same side and the same argument of we need to appease straight people. And I disagree. Mm. I mean, I, I, I definitely, I'm definitely on board with the idea that like sometimes not sometimes, excuse me, always, Revolution is always uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. There's no, there is no, um, there is no comfortable road to change. Mm-hmm. And uh, can't spell comfortable without come and table. I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's 
sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and I'm 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 super on board with that. Let's get back to the question. The well, qu- the no, qu- well qu- okay. The, something really particular I wanted to talk about for this is I, I think people in retrospect are now like, cool. Yeah, I'm super down with Stonewall. I like that, but I'm against this other thing, like kink, like fetishes, like other things showing up at Pride, and. I, I think that if you lived back in the Stonewall era, you would be the person that was against flamboyancy. Like, mm-hmm. just because we now in our modern sensibilities can look back and say, oh, Stonewall was good. I don't like flamboyancy should be accepted, all that stuff. That's not what the public opinion was in the past. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and to then pretend like, okay, now we're going to stick with flamboyancy is cool, but nothing more. I I, it, I don't think people that are, Pro the Stonewall right, which I don't know who was like what homosexuals against now, like the fact that that happened. Like if you're pro that, you got to be pro pushing the envelope. Like that's that's part of the, that's part of the deal of what happened there. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get, let's get back to the well, what is what is pride? Who is it for? Who's the intended audience? Yeah. Who's supposed to participate? Yeah. Who decides those things? And what are the rules? From, yeah. from, and you know, there there's the so now inside the bubble, regardless of who's looking, like the worry about being put on display to all of society and having them like clamp down on gay rights because we're disgusting to like them. Like a tight nipple. Yeah, but but inside of that bubble, there is: do kids belong at Pride or not? Mm-hmm. Do families belong at Pride or not? Is it a family friendly event? When what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, and. If so, where's the line so that it can be correctly labeled a family-friendly yeah. event? And, and ultimately, we're talking about exposing children to sex, I whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and this is what I... And actually, the fact that I... That first tweet that I mentioned about getting railed against a dumpster and the fact that I even... I mean, a little bit. Like, I know, you know, putting sex in the title of an episode is going <laughs> to do better. Like, we even talked about I mean, this. You could like, call it dicks at Pride and see what happens. <laughs> okay, if there's something I'm in support of, <laughs> if we're going to have that. Um, so I think that is actually a reflection of, and my personally, like, as I was reading more, it's like, it's not, people are unfairly taking things and and saying their sex when they're not sex. Hmm. I have not heard kinky people saying I want to do a like I want to have full on sex in hmm. front of children. Like I've n- I have not I I watched uh what's the safe word the YouTube video that they put out about uh kink at pride mm-hmm. and that's uh our friend because we had him on once a reference because of that sure pup amp and uh Mr. Christopher uh, they said uh, there is an assumption that wearing leather is kinky and even appropriate inappropriate and he was talking about like you put someone in leather and then compare that to someone with their boobs out or someone like a go-go boy but the leather person is labeled as the inappropriate one i'm fine with all of that so that's not judgmental on any but like the kinks the things people start labeling that as sex as that's interesting yeah and i think that's true I i think the misreading this as we want to have a float where everyone's fucking in an orgy. Like I don't, I don't see actual kinky people or people involved in pride, like saying that. I think that those are like, I also don't, I don't know. What do I, I, I don't feel like somebody wearing a full leather outfit as being what anti kinksters think is the problem. I I think 
I think some people think we are trying to have Did sex. I just with, invent right? anti kinksters. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> See our new Facebook group. Yeah. Um, I I think there are people who think it is only about fucking. I even wrote down quote: "We are not trying to have sex in public." Like I wrote down that quote from that video, mm-hmm. and I trust them as you know they they like to clarify they're not the end all be but they're like a prominent figure in the king community. Like I, I think some people think you're trying to have sex in public, and I don't think that's true. I also think people automatically associate things that look that are kinky, that are outside the bounds of what they're used to. Someone with less clothes, like all this. I think they take that as that is sex. I think when they say sex, they're they're grouping all these things that aren't all sex together. Sure. 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 Let's I mean, let's talk more about like uh, family friendly. Okay. I mean, I, I think fam- family friendly. You've got you've got some some things to 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 talk about. Like like there's public yeah. public nudity. Yeah. And then there's there's uh, l- lewd behavior, whatever that means. And um, what do you what do you when you say lewd behavior, what are you thinking or what f- falls in that category for you? I don't know. Like I'm I'm ticking. Like I'm going through the list of like f- activities. <laughs> And, Ooh, describe them and, in slowly and, and, in detail. Yeah, and, and, and trying to think about like I don't I don't think dudes making out with each other is lewd. I don't I but I, I think a like a blowjob probably would qualify and not something that Timmy and Susie should see because they showed up to a parade. And again, yeah, I don't know. I don't see a lot of people saying a lot of kink people and, and queer people on the like more on the inside. I I I think a lot of more privileged people like are like, yeah, I want to get fucked. I want to get drunk and get fucked. But I don't think a lot of like people that are fighting for pride are like, I want to totally get blowjobbed in public. Yeah. How about butt cheeks? I personally am like, uh, butt cheeks. Great. I mean, like I-, I was thinking about like, this got me into like this bigger thought of like, pride isn't the, the only place. Like when should kids get exposed to sexual topics? I think in the, in the last episode we talked about, in sex ed telling kids that sex can be pleasurable and that like was a weird feeling mm-hmm. like and the more i look at this like the more and more i'm like yeah, I, you can see butt cheeks you can see boobs i'm fine with, like we, we're, we're even talking about like the, the free the nipple movement or like women breastfeeding in public or like you know w- w- what what makes a, a nipple okay to see is yeah. like oh all of a sudden you're a trans man and you have top surgery now your nipples fine like it's just this weird sure like and and so yeah, I'm fine with booze being out. I'm fine with butt cheeks being out. I'm fine with people wearing leather, wearing harnesses. You know, like I'm I'm fine with all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think I think more than we are willing to admit, kids. If if a kid says, "I'm I see boobs," you're like, "Yes, those are in fact boobs." Like you know, I like I think your kids are finding out about this at a very young age mm-hmm. and. And by trying to shield them from pride is just another way you're like, my kid's not ready because I think it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I I also think like the the family friendly, it tends to be the like you jump right into that. And uh, I think that is when people are trying to talk accessibility, it's it's no one like people don't talk about, well, what about? disability what about uh, sure let's create family friendly places what about um making sure people of color are like the 
you want your kids to be able to go, but then you probably also want police there too. Like, like you, you're, you're, you don't actually care about accessibility of pride. You care about not having this one thing at pride, you know, like I I think there needs to be a lot of spaces for, for people that don't want to drink or sober people. Like there, we need, there need to be a lot of these spaces and everyone just gets focused on the, the one part, the sex part that, um, so when they say accessibility, they're not actually having the real conversation. They're they're just trying to use that word to argue this one specific point. Sure. Yeah. Are we mostly talking about the parade? That's the other thing. Like, because Pride is uh, at least here in Seattle, yeah. it's several events over yeah. a week or more, yeah. right? Yeah. And because um, I have seen some of this discussion about, well, maybe there should be multiple pride events that are more or less permissive when it comes to these things so that people can sort of self-select whether they want to, you know, expose themselves or their children to whatever is going to be going on there. Yeah. Um, Which I'm super here for. Like, I mean, the the biggest thing, like whatever happens, like events being very clear about what's happening and what, what you're in for. And so, yeah, like having like events that are tailored towards, families and children i think that'd be great and, and i think we do have some of those events there during the day there are picnics like there there are at least in seattle i know there are those kind of events and i i, I like those and 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 i always think we should be clear about what you can expect from an event so that people are, are making the choice to be in that environment yeah yeah but like but then there's also like I've heard the counter argument though that then you're doing a separate but equal kind of a thing. Like if there's if there's if there's the pride parade, but then there's the kinky pride parade. Are you are you are you making making a a, a second class citizenship for? I think it's the, sorry. I Go ahead. Like I, I think it's the opposite. I think by just trying to lump everyone together, then you are not going to hit those certain minorities within our community that you want to promote or push pride for. Like, I think this is the I don't see color argument of like, no, it should all be one thing. And it's like, well, but now you're not now you're not thinking about the dis- disabled people within our community because like because you're not like. Yeah, I, 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 I think lots of different spaces for lots of different people. The parade itself, I think I would love for that to be, you know, lots of people to attend. I'm fine with kids seeing butt cheese. I'm fine with them seeing whips and chains. And, you know, I don't know what else. Like, I just started singing Rihanna, but yeah, with the chains to excite me. But, yeah, you know. S, 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 M, M. I mean, and I just think of like, you know, trying to like, think of different examples like if if you go to the cuff block party yeah gay it's a gay big, bar gay, local big, gay bar has a gigantic ass outdoor party and and it's like fenced off yeah block party and then like later in the night people go inside like that is a very i think you can be like yo people be fucking in here mm-hmm. I'm, and i'm fine with that and mm-hmm. then you just put a sign and say like everything goes do you want do you want that like mm-hmm. i think I think consent is important when it comes to sex. I don't think seeing butt cheeks is a consent issue. Okay. All right. This is wild. So this this was, I, I, I don't want to misrepresent what happened, but like there was a conversation on our discord server in this space a little bit, uh, uh, that 
what is there consent involved in showing your butt cheeks at a parade and you are sexually excited by that because you're an exhibitionist Hmm. is are you making somebody participate in your kink in a sexualized way without their consent by doing that no Great. Okay, moving. <laughs> well, I mean, people are turned on by I'm turned on by like biceps. If someone wears like a, a sleeveless shirt and I'm sexually excited about that, they did that and and you know, like then you get to a point where like okay, you have to cover up your biceps cuz otherwise I'm not willingly participating in this sex thing. Like, you know, it's just like all the in in that case, they're the object, and you're the observer. But I didn't consent to be turned on. Like he 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 biceped me, and I got turned on. I didn't want it. We're both non consenting. No one wa- like no one wanted that, and hmm. I, you can't help what you are turned on by. And it's like when you're walking around in public, if you see a friend slap someone else on the ass, and you're really into getting spanked, and that turns you on, like. I, I don't want to make a rule that no one is allowed to slap other people's asses or you can't force someone to not be into that. Like there's no solution. Like there's no, like either you make these uniform laws about nothing that is even vaguely sexual at all. And even then you can't cover everything because people are into lots of weird shit. Go for it. Like it's just unreasonable to expect um, yeah, I think you're making a false equivalence, though. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, I, I, I this is problematic. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> if it's not a parade and you wear a trench coat and flash people and it gets you, 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 you get off to that, if that's sexually titillating to you, a la John Waters, who plays a flasher <laughs> in lots of different places, <laughs> like as cameos and stuff, um, that's clearly about consent. Right, that 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 person is is not consenting to see your dick, and you are showing it to them. Yeah. And um, so then, but then do it like if it's at a parade, if you wear a trench coat and you're flashing people, that's probably not going to fly either. All I'm saying is, that I th- I think you're guilty of a false equivalency at this point too because you were comparing exposing butt cheeks which is legal to exposing genitals which is public indecency which we have laws around sure sure yeah absolutely absolutely i'm i'm what i'm what i'm trying to do is draw a line to who is the object who is the observer and who is the one that is sexually gratified by whatever is happening and does should that or can that require the consent of the the? It's all an exhibition uh, exhibitionism and voyeurism is is just that's that's the that's the context and um yeah I th- I'm not doing a very good job of representing it either because I don't I don't I don't I don't think it's the same but I'm trying to come up with an, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with an with an argument for those people that say showing up to pride I did not consent to see tits. <laughs> um we need we need to talk about that like i mean yeah i yeah it's clear i i'm not worried about that and 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 i would love to define expectations for what what you know as much as we can hey when you go to pride here are the acceptable things so like let's be very clear and that's the, like when you create certain spaces that helps make a 
you know, okay, this space will have a little bit different rules and standards. And so here's what you can expect here. Like, but I, I think things like showing breasts are only um, an issue when, because one, it's a woman and two, like, because it's gay people. Like I think about Mardi Gras, like straight people are super fine with women showing their boobs to get uh, beads. beads. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people out there that like, but we don't have this big conversation every year. Like should boobs be allowed at right. Mardi Gras? That that's what it is. That's what we know it is. And you're going to see boobs. Like, yeah. I mean, I need mean, general. That's, think- that's also an event though, that like is definitely not for kids. Like that's not a, I mean, why not though? I don't, kids can see boobs. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just, I'm just saying that that's not a, that's not, that's not an event that is trying to market itself as a family friendly event. And there are lots of people that try to market pride as that. Right. I can give you an example in Seattle, another parade, uh, the Fremont Solstice parade is led off by the nude bicyclists. I wrote that one down. Yeah. Um, and in Seattle anyway, we have, there's no, there's no law against nudity. We have an indecent exposure laws and, that is defined as behavior that will cause a reasonable person fear, alarm, or concern that they can then articulate to police. Um, and this comes from uh, Sergeant Sean Whitcomb. He says, a woman riding through a neighborhood topless is probably not going to cause that much alarm. Mm-hmm. So in our, in our municipality, nudity is even technically within, within the bounds of what's acceptable. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not causing a reasonable person alarm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like the, the, I think, yeah, like the the laws that we have then establish like, here's what to expect when you go out in public, and we need to keep having conversations. Uh, why are men's nipples okay and women's aren't? Like that, that's a good conversation, and and I'm and I think we should progress past that, and everyone's nipples are fine. So like, but that's like, let's all agree on what the rules are for being out there. And I'm fine with pride. Well, yeah, it's, I guess like Dan said, there's might not even be anything new or whatever. I wrote down kids. Let's see. Whoa. Maybe I don't understand the controversy. That's the other thing. Oh, like what? Who's pissed off and what do they want? Like, I, I, <laughs> they I, want it now. I what do we I, want? I, yeah. Did you, I scoured through so much Mm -hmm. so many comments on so many posts um do you want me to just quickly read through some of the that would be that would be useful yeah um so one of the arguments that you've already talked about is that that uh kink uh, reinforces stereotypes about lgbt people and that we we need to be more respectable and that's that is what is known as respectability politics and Mm -hmm. uh as mike mentioned it goes way back Mm -hmm. in our community um, another argument is that we need to protect uh, asexual and aromantic people as well as people with a history of sexual trauma who might be triggered or disgusted by sexual, overtly sexual displays. Hmm. And what I found in these comments is for some people, someone in a gimp suit is an overtly sexual display, even though literally every inch of their body is covered. <laughs> mm-hmm. For some people, a collar would be okay, but if you attach a leash to it and they're being led on a leash, that's now an overtly sexual display. Mm-hmm. So there's very little agreement about where that line is, mm-hmm. uh, other than the law, of course, about what is indecent exposure and what is uh, public public indecency. Um, another that you've talked about is protecting children from overt sexual displays, keeping the prey family friendly. Another is the what you talked about the uh, the, the matter of consent. Um, I would argue, and I'll talk. Well, 
anyway, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be arguing at this point. <laughs> uh, look up consent and look up agency and understand what those words mean. And when you leave your house, there's a certain amount of, of consent that you, you consent when you leave your house to see things that are legal. You might see two women kissing on the sidewalk. You might see a straight couple making out. You might see people holding hands. Those might disgust you, but it's, you didn't, there's no expectation that you needed to consent to that behavior because it's perfectly legal and, yeah. and it's reasonable to expect that to happen. Yeah. There's all those Karens that are like, what am I going to tell my children? Like, I don't know. They're your shitty children. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> tell them to get uh, the fuck over. One of the arguments is limit kink to bars and specific spaces, like basically segregated away, um, uh, which I have some thoughts on that I'll talk <laughs> about in, in, in my Patreon segment. And the last one I wrote down was that, uh, I saw several places. Kink isn't part of the LGBT community. Kink isn't an orientation. It's a preference. I saw when people said straight people can be kinky, so it doesn't belong at Pride. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Straight people can wear rainbows, and that like that doesn't mean we ban rainbows from Pride. Like, it, there's some some really bad arguments out there. Some that take a little bit of nuance to like understand and. And a lot of it is about where's the line, mm -hmm. as you guys have been talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing that might be worth talking about <sighs> is that there's um, there's definitely an element of uh, f like baiting and using photos from other things and mm -hmm. presenting yeah. them as being from Pride, like things from Folsom Street Fair or Dory mm -hmm. Alley that are absolutely not from Pride parades. Um, yeah, nobody's fisting each other at fucking Pride. Like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean they are, but like behind closed doors. <laughs> well, that's that's part of what I want to what I what I want to figure out. Like, what specifically? Because I think that there's a lot of hand wringing and and consternation about like concepts, like conceptually what's happening. But like, what specifically are we talking about? Are people mad about boobs? Are people mad about butt cheeks? Are people mad about fisting? Because I the, like like Kyle, you said several times. I don't think that's actually happening yeah. at least not in mass well that, like, and that's part of what oh my god mass fisting that mm -hmm. sounds so hot not a, not in a parade but mm -hmm. uh, like uh, okay the Folsom I'm totally down with that if you say here's an event where we're all going to be having sex in public it's blocked off and this is what's going down if you enter these doors this is what you're seeing like yeah. it, you know it, just establishing here's what to expect when you walk into a space like great fuck away that sounds super hot like i want to go someday although i feel like dan has told me that folsom is getting a little bit public and, and Dor dorian dorian dory alley is a more uh gay men for, you know i'm oversimplifying but like a, a gay man focused kind of version of folsom it's a little smaller but it's also more focused and 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 more gay whereas Folsom is for all kinky people, um, so you'll see a lot. It's a lot more varied, and it's a lot bigger, and a lot of kind of crazier. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, all those I'm like I'm super down for, and let's establish the the norms. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying, like, what, you know, what, what do we, what do I actually see when I hear a lot of arguments that people are making about things and worried about things? I've never seen active blowjob mm -hmm. sex fisting i've i've never personally i've been to many prides and i've never seen that i don't even think at the, at parade. the parade i don't think i've seen that in bars i'm sure i've seen a blowjob oh, yeah. in a bar but I like, have. i've never seen anything that 
resembles what people are trying to say happens at parades or in very public spaces around kids. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Not in, not in public spaces. No, no, not at the parade anyway. And not at pride fest either. Like in Seattle, we've got the big, the big parade and that's the thing. And, and then we also have pride fest, which is at Seattle center where the space needle is. And usually that's like carnival food and, and booths selling dildos and, and, and concerts. Right. (laughs) And And, I mean, people may take off their clothes and dance in the fountain. Like that's the closest I can think of getting to like, people's concern and um yeah. and did, lots of making out but i don't think any like yeah. i haven't seen any i don't remember ever seeing any like even erections at <laughs> you at, were so disappointed uh, yeah i was very very mad about that um, um but at bars yeah absolutely cap capital not capital hill block party the cuff block mm, party i've seen yeah. some shit and i'm yeah <laughs> i'm totally fine with that. i like that i'm into it um the um uh amp in the video said people worried about you know children being there or how do i explain this to my children specifically around like someone who looks or is wearing kink or fetish kind of gear he said i like this quote they're wearing a costume that makes them feel cool like a superhero (laughs) and i love that like kids get like you don't have to do much shit to like uh, kids kids are fine with it yeah this is a photo that got posted on 4chan and has been like a a big like oh my god look at this horrible thing. It's mm. a picture of three three uh I would guess 20 something but I'm making assumptions. Three three uh masculine presenting people in pup masks and uh uh one is shirtless, one is shirtless with a, a leather harness, one is wearing a t-shirt. Uh, they're all, they all have pants on, uh, and there's a little girl holding a little rainbow flag with beads around her neck. Um, and she's interacting with them. Like, just like, she looks like curious and like, you know, petting the puppies yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how, I don't know how old kids are. She's this. like eight. I don't know how old kids are. Yeah, maybe. Okay. She's Six. like a kindergartner to me. I'd yeah. say five. Great. Yeah. What do you, okay. Yeah, I, that's a great example and clearly an argument that people are having against it. What do you think about that specifically? What is the, what is the argument against that? It's that like what those pups are doing right now is sex and therefore she should not be exposed to that. That's just factually inaccurate. Like how about, uh, yeah, I think people do directly associate fetish gear and kink gear with uh, incorrectly with sex. Um, Also. Okay. What about what I would say is a more reasonable thing of should a kid see that? Or interact with that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's a question about like parenting and what what do what do parents what are their thoughts about what their child should be exposed to and what they're prepared to see and uh, talk about. And uh, I'm realizing as we get through this episode that I don't really have a good handle on what all of the issues are. And I also am struggling because I think I don't realize, I don't know how I feel about all of these Mm. things. And I think that, that there is a very human desire to draw bright line tautology rules around stuff and latch onto that as like, this is the right answer. And I'm aware or I'm letting bubble up. I have a lot of internalized homophobia. 
that I think drives my um, uh, ambivalence about about what's happening. And so, the pup picture with the with the little girl, I think that my my uh, I legit think it's just adorable. It, it, <laughs> right, it, I do. It, yeah. it, it looks it looks it looks adorable. But then I think, how would I feel if instead of being pups, they, it was it was three dudes in full head to toe rubber gimp suits? And I'm not proud of the fact that I have a different visceral reaction to that as a as as a, as a concept. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, wh- what's going on there for me? Like, wh- why? Why am I so reluctant to just immediately say, "That's f- it's fine." It's <laughs> let me tell you how fine it is. Yeah, yeah. Or or the other direction, say that's disgusting and shouldn't happen. Like, I'm legit con- conflicted about that, and I think a lot of people are. And I think a lot of people, when they're conflicted, get really certain, mm. and mm. and that is a way for them to fight that conflict. They don't have to feel uncomfortable about it. They don't yeah. have to think about how they feel or where those feelings are coming from they get to just shut it down by saying it's fine yeah well or they lean into the I, my visceral reaction is no so i'm saying no right exactly exactly and then create the reasons why i honestly think you're demonstrating a lot of the reasons we need this i think uh, stonewall is about this is not acceptable being gay is not sexually acceptable and we want to instead of hiding put that on full display and this needs to be acceptable and we need to push the envelope of society's rules. I think you're displaying a reason we need this kind of visibility because mm-hmm. I I also have this kind of maybe sex negative reactionary, like I think associations with a lot of these things that like I, and, and when I stop and think about it, I want these things to be normalized. I want kids to be able to ask what a pubhood is and someone to say, like Am said, like, someone feels cool looking like a superhero. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think we are so in this country, sex negative, uh, like to pretend that our kids aren't going to see things or know things. And that's a detriment to all of us. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we need, I think pride is an amazing way to help push our society into rethinking its views on sexuality and, and sexual liberation. Yeah. I wrote down something that um, I was trying to look for studies because so much of this conversation is like, should kids be there? Like, yeah, um, I I, th- I think just ballpark, I think it's 75% of it. Uh, yeah. It feels like it to me. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I was like looking for studies. I didn't totally find one. So don't get too excited. But like I saw this 2013 thing that Helen, Manly said that I wanted to read um, okay. uh, inhibitions handed down to us for centuries have prevented a normalcy in handling this subject covering. She was talking about sex, sex education, covering our heads as an ostrich has seemed the easy way. When children ask questions, the blushing confusion and even chastisement, which the younger occasions when he handles his genitals, but not when he plays with his toes has caused some children to grow up with the same feeling of shame at the word sex. It is apparent, therefore, that sex education needs to start in the home soon after the baby arrives. Parents will have no alternative on whether or not they give sex education because these young children acquire information and attitudes from their parents' feelings or inhibitions, if not through their explanations. Mm -hmm. And then I looked more into it and found out, I was like, wait, I can't find any of her studies or like all these studies. 
that she wrote, it was republished, but she wrote that in 1951. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean... Just like we've having this conversation about pride, we've been having this conversation about sex and children for so long. And mm. and if they are old enough to walk down the street and see someone with boobs and ask about it, they are old enough. If they're old enough to ask about it, they are old enough because mm. they're curious. And so if they're curious and you don't answer, they'll come up with their own answer. They'll ask their friends who also may not know. They're going to look on the Internet like if they're old enough to look at it, talk about it, they're bearing like, you're not going to say like, okay, let's get into like how anal penetration, you know, like mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. going to say the kid or like, you know, the age appropriate answer, but like it's much younger. We, we talked on the um, episode about bottoms, about a five-year-old kid sticking a superhero thing up his butt. Like yeah. they're going to do that. Yeah. And I'd rather them have the information than come up with their own answers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I talk about a different argument against this? Yeah, let's do it. Something that I wrote down is, um, I, th- I thought it was a, it was a, one person, I don't know who this is, but I thought it was a, a good like representation of what some people, this is not the kid argument, so this is a different <laughs> argument. Um, this uh, was in the Baltimore Sun in 2013 by Brandon Ambrosino. And there are a lot of things he, he said he doesn't feel it's necessary to go. He was basically saying, I don't need to go to pride. I don't think it's necessary. He said, people already know that I'm gay. So I don't need to announce to people that I'm gay. He said, quote, I too desire to be in a committed, loving monogamous marriage and to raise children, to love God and their neighbors, to be productive members of society, to work for social justice and to march against oppression when necessary. And he said, if he wants to point to his uh, friends and say, we're the same, then I don't want to participate in an event that seeks to highlight how counterculture I am. And he, and he doesn't like how we, how pride may narrow down and say, this is my, like gay is my identity. That's the only thing about me. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people are in that similar boat of like, I, I think these are the people that are also very fortunate to feel like they are out and accepted and don't need <laughs> that validation. And I also think these are, these are the same people that we talked about when Stonewall happened that said, we shouldn't be rioting. We need to conform. Sure. And, uh, and, and I'm so against that, that viewpoint. Mm. And we still have lots of issues that we need to address that we need visibility on it's we're not done like this is almost feeling like he's saying like we're done yeah yeah it's interesting i'm trying to put my finger on like the um uh on my butt no um (laughs) uh not at pride not at pride corporate sponsorship of pride oh we haven't talked all about that and and i wonder how much the the politics of our brand is on this thing keep it clean how much of that trickles down um, trickle down corporonomics. Yeah, I. You know, you know what I'm saying, yes, though, right? Yes. Like, like if if <laughs> if if suddenly blow the doors open, kink and sex and whatever the fuck you want at Pride, <laughs> does that mean Bank of America then doesn't you know sponsor the event anymore? And, and do we care? And do we care? Exactly. I will say this is. I'll start with very personal example. My only tangible experience with this, and I'm gonna. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. I used to work at Microsoft and I'm not going to bleep it. 
because that's an important part of this story. It took 230-something episodes took- for us to say Microsoft on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, we don't know really why we believed it. We just didn't know. I thought it was hilarious. And then it was funny. <laughs> um, just like when we take a break. <laughs> why yeah. did we do that? Yeah. Who knows? But we're doing it. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I planned their pride parade for two years. And or pride float, the participation Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. parade. I don't know what went on behind the scenes of Seattle Pride giving us a position or a number. I know what went into our planning of it, Mm -hmm. and it is not as strategic or thoughtful. This was back in uh, like 2010 ish. Mm -hmm. It was not this thoughtful. What can Microsoft do as a brand? It was me and another dude had no money and had to put together a float. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. it it was not, I think. Again, like I'm trying to speak to one very specific example. No one came to us and said, here's how you need to participate in Pride. They, they didn't even fucking give us money to do it. They wouldn't have cared if we didn't do it. Like they didn't know. We went to the, the second year, since we didn't have any money, we, we went to uh, a couple of the groups to get to ask them to give us money. And they're like, uh, so Bing was like, sure, here's a big Bing banner. And you can put that up and we'll give you some money. And Xbox was like, sure, we'll give you money and, you know, here's some T-shirts. So wear and promote it. Like mm-hmm. w- that only happened because actually my, the guy, the other guy that was planning it with me, Alvin, like was smart enough to, to think to do that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, oh, Alvin, I don't know how he's doing. I know. <laughs> I see a lot of pictures of him playing games with his husband. Um, Wait, Mike, you worked at Microsoft too? <gasps> yeah. Reveal. That's how Kyle and I met everybody. Yeah, yeah. That organization we talked about, Queen, yeah. gay, lesbian, gay, lesbian, by trans employees at Microsoft. Now you know Bill Gates controls this podcast <laughs> and the vaccines. Yeah, no, we're getting a divorce from him. Yeah, okay, great. Um, there was no prenup between gayish no and Bill prenup. Gates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, in my one case, in the two years I planned it, it was not this mass thoughtful thing. And in fact, that was the frustrating part is they didn't give a shit about us and didn't give money and mm-hmm. didn't think about this strategically. So like, th- th- it's one of those things that like, I don't, I don't know how these, we could be used then to say, look, we were p- participated in prior and it's like, but you didn't actually care yeah, sure, or do anything for this. Sure. So, um, yeah, 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 absolutely. And that was a long time ago too. That was I, don't a long know time what, ago. I don't know what's changed in that yeah. space, if any. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, it was ten years ago. Yeah, or twelve years ago. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. what do you think about like corporations and like how they feel about pride and their participation? Well, I do think that I don't, don't know when it happened. I do think that we've reached a space where like we could probably be bolder and do whatever because. Uh, not participating would be <laughs> suicide politi- politically mm-hmm. now, right? Like, can you imagine the headline? Microsoft does not participate mm-hmm. in Seattle Pride. Yeah. Like, th- that would be a bigger scandal than any fucking thing that happened at the parade that Microsoft was participating <laughs> in. Yeah. So they kind of have to, yeah. right? So. This is also a conversation that happens every year on Pride Month of like everyone, you know, changes their lo- logos to rainbows and then. There's Skittles as their white pride. <laughs> and they keep doing it. They like the, the reason they say is like the only rainbow this month should be the pride, like rainbow flag. So we're going to take away our rainbow. <laughs> and it's like, so they sell white candy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like very weird. Yeah. Um, but we have this conversation every year as well. Companies flip on the switch of rainbows, turn it off at the end of the month. And uh, there's this really great thread of someone saying like, okay, here are the companies that, 
posted or changed their thing. And here's all the money they gave to Republican anti-gay politicians. If you are giving money to any Republican, like we said, you are supporting a platform that wants to fight against our right to be married. Yep. Not to mention then back to people with HIV to people of color, like all, you know, those, those people with disabilities, like all the intersectional communities that, that are impacted by that. But, um, it, it is, I think there are some, a small business Mm -hmm. promoting that we talked about. And like they, they are taking a risk by supporting LGBT rights. There's a company in Russia. I saw that, um, change its flag if you're in russia and you're a business and you're uh, saying lgbt rights that to me i think is is big and important yeah i my understanding that's explicitly illegal I think in so. russia yeah there, yeah there's one company i forget what is it called it's like a restaurant they don't exist anymore well, <laughs> they, 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 got, got, they got that's putin. true they, they, got, <laughs> they got putin in jail <laughs> um they got putin jail they got putin their place <laughs> um <laughs> So I think there can be good things and progressive businesses that actually move the needle. At this point, it we are we are being used just to sell items, and you're right, like it's for appearance. And and I am someone who, again, like in the past, you know, men, however many years, have changed my view. Like before, I was like, corporations are good; we need their money and everything. But like uh, they. It, they are using us to sell things without backing it up. If you are a corporation that donates any money to Republican politicians, if you are a corporation that doesn't change your pride flag in every country, just the ones that are acceptable, I don't want if you if you don't have ninety or a hundred on the HRC corporate quality quality index, I don't want you at Pride. Yeah. I don't want you in our space and pretending like you care. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. You're down with that. I'm down with that. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I also think I said this th- thought about um, pride, like funding itself, mm. like, is there money left over from pride that goes to things or when companies give money to oh. pride, is it just for pride? Like, oh, that's a good question. I remember, I forget where I heard this, but someone talking about like corporations at pride and like, you know, when you have this conversation about funding and money to do it or to put stuff on, uh, like you don't need money to walk down the street. Like we actually right. don't need corporate money and mm. that dependency that presumed dependency on them is not true. Yeah, sure. Sure, you can do more money. You can do different things. But we can have a pride that has, that is no money. There's bars. There's a parade. There's a picnic. Like, we can do all that. Mm-hmm. We do not need corporate money. Hmm. And something that, um, again, like, I keep going back to AMP on the, that video. Uh, talked about, like, some companies, like... Uh, there was a recent analysis of uh, like social media companies and are they safe for LGBT people? And the answer was like, no, no. not a single one of these yeah. is a safe place for LGBT people, not just demonetized, but harassed. And, they and, and sure enough, you know, Facebook is going to fucking march in the parade. Like you're, you're an unsafe thing for our community, Yeah, yeah. but you're going to be walking in our parade. And yeah. I, Lath Ashley, who's fucking smoking ass hot. <laughs> um, it had, uh, a, a thing last week where Facebook was taking down his, mm. uh, his, his pics and he was just shirtless. It was <laughs> not, it was not sexual, just a smoking as hot <laughs> shirtless dude. Yeah. Um, he's for people who don't know him. He's also publicly trans. He's out. And, um, uh, 
there's really no reason for that except that a bunch of Karens bitched about a trans dude being shirtless and um I and if yeah but they're they're caving to that to that pressure yeah because they're a company that wants money and it's to to defend LGBT rights is risky for them monetarily like that's what they care about and the reason companies support LGBT rights is because it makes them look good and gets them more money like it's it's Anyway, I think we're like we. I think this is actually the same conversation. Someone sees a trans dude without a shirt, and that's sexual and gets taken down. I think that's the same thing. You see someone in a pup mask at Pride, and that's sexual, and and that's needs to, like. I think we're talking about the same things of just people automatically associate anything gay or kind of even a little bit kinky with this is sex, and we can't shield our children or we need to shield our children from it. And not only do I not think that's true and, and think I'm fine with that being there, also, it's not equally applied to all things. It is not, yeah. we're not, they're not equally worried about every event where you could see boobs or penises. And they're not equally worried about accessibility for everyone, not just families. Like, it, it's unfairly, the burden is unfairly put on these groups because of their reaction to, it comes down to homophobia, transphobia, queerphobia. Is that a word? Yeah. can we talk about what we want pride to be Mm, sure because uh, this is often what i think gets lost like you and i have said like we're we have this debate but like i've never had a problem at pride i've never seen public active sex at a parade like uh, so much of this is a debate on the internet not for me a real life thing that i run into Mm. so i think talking about like what's good about pride and what we want pride to be should also be part of the conversation, not mm-hmm. just we focus so specifically on these aspects. And then it just, it's just negativity around pride. And that's all we talk about instead of there's a lot of great shit that happens. So this is what I kind of what I asked at first, but I, I want to like actually talk about it. Like what, what, what is the purpose of pride? What, what good things do we want to come out of this? It's not exactly what you asked, but I do want to say that my first Pride Parade, when I went, I was very recently out, and um, I was very uncomfortable and horrified hmm. by by mostly the nudity hmm. stuff. Um, but this, this community that I was n- newly a part of, and the behavior that I saw, I was just, I was pretty disgusted by. Could you and, be more specific about the nudity? Uh, there were a lot of like, there were a lot of breasts. There were a lot of lesbian, topless lesbians running around. Um, and, and a lot of boys in jock straps running around. And, um, uh, I was, I was disturbed by that. And, and, and like I alluded to earlier, like so much of that was in internalized homophobia and, and, uh, really wrestling with like, what is this community and what is my place in it? And having just like less than a year prior to that, being with my, my wife in our straight white picket fence universe. And, um, where am I going with this? I think that if there's a problem with like millennials and Gen Z, Mm -hmm. it, it seems to me that, they confuse discomfort with um, 
I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm struggling today. Uh, that they think they have a right to not be uncomfortable. Hmm. That if they are uncomfortable, they get to trump it and shut it down. I, see, I, I think of that as older Republicans that feel that way. I don't. I don't see that as. But por qué no los dos? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, I think that, I think that maybe pride is perfect the way that it is. That it is the appropriate amount of discomfort and friction mm. and compromise and discussion. And if the goal is for everybody to be happy with it, that will never work. It's doomed to fail. Yeah. Don't do that. Literally anything. No one's like that's impo- an impossible feat for yeah. anything. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, as again, uncomfortable and horrified as I was at my first pride, I came away with it a a better person and uh, a little closer to accepting myself and accepting this community. And uh, if you ask me the day after the parade, I don't think that I would have felt that way, but I definitely do now. Yeah. And yeah. And that's why that's what I think the importance is. I think especially like right after we come, come out of come out, a lot of us have all these negative views of homosexuality, of transness of queerness of kink of sex and the feeling of being horrified which is like it's important to like you have real feelings about it and that's like no one no one can say you didn't feel bad about like that i think that's what's like an important part of this someone can be disgusted by gay people kissing and and that's valid like you're disgusted by something okay now let's look at like where that comes from like Pride, I think, was important to show you that that stuff is okay. And your disgust came from society training you. You should be disgusted. And it helped you unlearn that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I think all this stuff is really important and useful to the fact that you saw jockstraps and boobs, I think, is like a good thing that helped encourage you to rethink what's what is acceptability. Yeah. Yeah. But, but but had I had I done what I think a lot of people do and had taken that discomfort and then tried to turn that into a crusade yeah. of no, it should not happen because I felt weird. Yeah, it's it's hard to sit in that discomfort. Yeah, yeah, and I and I don't think we should. I think part of then what the discussion is: should we make it so people are less dis- uncomfortable because it might turn them against our community? That's where I don't care what straight people think. Like you. I, if we tried to make you feel comfortable with us, we wouldn't be where we are. Like, I don't care if you're comfortable. I don't care if this causes you discomfort. And I don't own your reaction, your anger at gay people because of this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you then go on a crusade against pride, that's not my fault. Like, I I, I didn't cause your anti-gay sentiments. Mm-hmm. That's you and your your actions. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. we too often are trying to own or or accommodate other people to make us acceptable. Mm-hmm. We keep saying that. And I just feel like that's the, that's the history of everyone. Like even within the community, people fighting against the, yeah. So we didn't talk about what, what is pride for? Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> I, I wrote down, I, I think the, the number one thing is to validate people's identities and who they are and say you are you hear so often you're wrong you're broken you're going to hell and it is to make show them 
that's not only okay, it's great. You can, it's something worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. So to me, that like is the number one goal that I think about is, is helping people feel better, happier about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's a lot of things. And that's what else? It's a commemoration. I mean, it definitely has its roots in yeah. Stonewall and, and, and protests and, um, that it's a time to honor that. Remember that. Yeah. That's something that you, when you talk about like pride being great though, it is that one thing that jumped to mind is that I, I think that commemoration, that history, that learning, uh, I would like that to be a bigger part of pride. I mm-hmm. think that can be something. Yeah. A, a bigger portion, a bigger, a more, more emphasis at pride. After expressing anxiety about what straight people would see and think <laughs> and feel, I also think that it is a way to create discomfort for them in a potentially good way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a big part is moving the needle on political issues. Sure. I think that should be a really important part. Like, you know, Stonewall was, I mean, those tight, like validation of identity, making people uncomfortable, like all these tie into that move, like that does move the needle on political issues, but very distinctly highlighting political issues that currently face our community um, should be an important part and, and working on change for that. So, and that's why particularly like, okay, if you want to talk about, talking about more than just like uh, can i get railed it's like there, yes like, you can yes great <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's it that's so reductive and like the there's a lot of political like you know we know that trans issues right now are a big area of attack like this should be a big push to promote the trans community and, and hopefully help more people see, actually, I mean, I said, I don't care what street people think, but like, you know, pr- promote our political agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Which all those things tie to. Yeah. Yeah. I also think I realize like, um, some people say that, Oh, well, some people, you know, you, you don't know the history or, 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 you know, it's not about politics or whatever. And, and people are just going to get drunk and be on a parade and kind of look down on that. And as I was thinking about that, I, you know, I started to go in that like side too of like, yeah, it's not just about getting drunk and blah, blah, blah. And there's, and then I like, but for, so what if it is, is it where you well, I, it's, I think for some people, including me. The idea that like that representation that it's just about getting drunk, like the idea that I could go to a place where everyone was like, you know, you're safe. Everyone's super queer and we're going to like be happy about it. Calling it just getting drunk is like, okay, yeah, sure. But like to be in that group, I, that is, can be so affirming. So even if you boil it down to that parade and getting drunk, like, that is super helpful. Mm. That is validating. That's something not a lot of people or some people never experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was thinking about like Christmas. Little kids don't say, I'm so excited about Christmas because we all get together as a family and family time is so important, especially mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Like they want fucking presents. Yeah. And then as you get older, you learn, you learn the true meaning of Christmas by watching a lot of Hallmark movies. Oh, eggnog. Eggnog. <laughs> the true like meaning egg. of Christmas is rum-based drinks. <laughs> <laughs> this is your family's takeaway from um, And I, like, just because we are adults, again, it's, I think it's this delayed thing where like you, you start attending this event and it might be about the celebration at first because that's brand new and exciting for you. Mm-hmm. And 
maybe then you start to learn more and then you like so i I don't want to i think a lot of people even within the community diminish that aspect of pride that i think is still very important a party with a bunch of gay people is awesome yeah yeah did we do it? No, I mean, no. no. I mean, like, no. Yeah, there's, yeah. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, we didn't like super structure this episode. We just want to have a conversation about it. So, hopefully, like, you can follow it or like made, hopefully, it made sense. Hopefully, we talked about some of the stuff that people care about. But yeah, there's no way. Like, you and I don't have kids. <laughs> right. We're both cis white gay men. We are not in the kink community or, you know, like, there's so many things that we're not that um, we can't represent those opinions. But uh, I think hopefully still interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You let us know. Patreon, your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to blame them if, if shit goes bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, should we take a break? Oh, it, oh, and if you want, um, if you want fucking Dan to yell at you uh, about the right answer to all of this, uh, and potentially us, join Patreon to hear more about that. Yeah, <laughs> let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we recording? Is everything going yes and yes and yes and yes yes and yes, yes. yes. okay yes. cool so are we back we're back <laughs> we're back <laughs> we're gonna do our gays and straightest we're gonna do our gays and straightest but first our website is gayishpodcast.com we're on all the social media facebook youtube instagram twitter at gayish podcast and you can join our facebook group which is we haven't mentioned or super much but like there's so much activity there it's a lot of fun and our discord yeah our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails like my brother does. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Um, I want to make a pitch real quick for uh, Have a Nice Gay. We've, we've tried to not like bash that over everybody's head too much. And just like, hey, we have another podcast. It's a daily show. It's safe for work. It's adorable. You should listen to it. Yeah, the, I I really like when uh, you will do like tell me about a song that is really cool. Um, I do uh, motivational Mondays to help get you a little bit inspired. We talk about moments from history or we have Wednesday game day and quotes from famous gay people. Sometimes we have news if it's positive and uplifting. Someone mentioned that they set their alarm as the show so that they can wake up to it, which is like instead of waking up to eh, eh, yeah. eh, you could wake up to the equally jarring theme music. <laughs> <laughs> and then our voices. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check it out. Have a nice gay. Have a nice gay. Uh, gay straightest? Yeah, sure. Let's do our gay straightest. Uh, so the straightest thing about me this week, I ate a hamburger. <laughs> I, 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 Why was that so funny? I, the way you said that. Okay. I, I mean, I just, there's it's like, <laughs> gays don't eat and they certainly don't eat like giant greasy hamburger. And like, I just, I, I was eating my hamburger and thought like, Jesus, this is so broy of me. What yeah. am I doing? Yeah. Um, the 50-50 burger from Sam's Tavern it's the patty is half bacon it's so amazing wow yeah that's yeah. a lot it's also i also i got it without a bun so it was still keto um the gayest thing about me this week so last night went to the bar ran into fucking dan and daddy and that Ooh. was fun and then uh later on was uh catching up with a, a mutual friend of ours and um he was giving me a like 
you're a daddy now pep talk. <laughs> we, we hadn't seen each other in a while. <laughs> he, he was like, you know, the, the pandemic is over and you're emerging into the world and you're like, you're in your little cocoon. You're a daddy now. It's like, you like big daddy energy. You blossomed was, into a, a daddy. Apparently so. At least to this person, the, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I've succeeded in glowing up to be a daddy now. Harry, you're a daddy now. <laughs> you're a daddy, Harry. That's it. Oh, right. This is the part where I say stuff to you now. Um, My Gaius is on the walk over here. I was listening to fucking Dan's playlist that he put together for Pride on our um, on our Spotify, where we put together songs that we mention, where we do... I just saw a burger on Dan's putting together our Instagram. And that was so fucking good. I want to have a burger right now. Okay. Um, focus. Straightest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, so Gaius, on our Spotify... Mm-hmm. I'm recentered. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I am present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep saying that. That's the third time. Um, we have the songs I mentioned. We have other, a playlist of all the episodes we guest on. And uh, fucking Gan and I have made our own Pride playlists. And mm-hmm. so I was listening to Dan's and I was like, there are some bops on there. The first one that played was You Should Be Dancing. And that was just a great first one. I was just like... I sh- you're right. That's correct. And then, yeah, so there's some great songs. I also have one that's um, minor, you know, more like past several years, kind of, uh, you know, what you would expect out of me. But a lot of uh, queer people, I've made sure to put a lot of queer people and people of color. So that's why it's fitting in the theme of gayish. Um, that's my gayest. My straightest is my farmer's tan. My parents came to town and I like did not put on any sunscreen and I, you know, obviously have not been in the sun for, for two years. Um, and I, because gays need to be tan or like even and perfect. Like, you know, it's just a farmer's hand feels like a, like some dude working, like, you know, that doesn't give a shit about like, you know, I don't know. You're like Neapolitan ice cream now. I know. You've got pink and white and brown. (laughs) Where's, Where's the brown? You're kind of tan a little bit. Oh, that's, thanks. If it's I just it's tanning up. If you if you if you if I my sleeves are long enough to cover up the lines, I look tan. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about a listeners? Oh yeah, uh, this week's listeners, uh, it, like it's he he cheated. I posted in the Facebook group. Hey, if anybody has a gayest uh, gayest straightest, we want to hear about it. And he posted. I put mine in Discord. So <laughs> <laughs> he Facebooked. I put mine in Discord. So this is uh, this is from Josh. Uh, he plays World of Warcraft with us, and I really, I really enjoy this one. Gayest. I dreamt I met Trixie Mattel at a backyard barbecue. <laughs> Straightest. In the same dream, I WWE style wrestled Trixie for the use of the last remaining lawn chair. <laughs> Man, that's a play I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. I dreamed I murdered my brother last night. Did you really? It was very disturbing. Yep. Okay, great. Um, that's. <laughs> That's how's, oh, super, how's, how's finding a therapist going? Wow, Kyle? man, it can't happen soon enough. Um, just like a guy that I'm at, that I don't like having sex with, it can't come soon enough. Um, oh I would like to thank our super gap bridgers. These are people that we say every episode because they support us a whole bunches and bunches. So thank you to Forrest Nail. I think this is a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, Clinton Withers, Christopher Farrell, Tipsy McStumbles, Thomas B, Dusty Sands, Chris Cachatorian, Jerome York, and CN and Javi. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to kinky people everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're at Pride or not. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and thanks to children. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. 
that is it. This has been Gayish from the CN and Hobby Studio. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. This is the part where Mike lays on the floor and cries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>